It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. With free agency on the horizon, we need to talk a little bit about what the Magic are trying to build and maybe some lessons that we can learn from teams that are like the Orlando Magic. Who are the Magic bottling themselves after? And yes, we had some free agent movement on Tuesday as well. It's time to strap in again for another Wednesday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic. Today is June 29th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to look at what the Magic can learn from two teams that are very much building the way the Magic want to build. We're going to look at the Boston Celtics and how the Magic can take some of the things that they do defensively and make it their own. Plus, we'll look at the Toronto Raptors and the culture that they've built that have helped them become a perennial playoff contender. Plus, why the Detroit Pistons did the move the Orlando Magic will probably be doing in the very, very near future as we get set for free agency. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you listening to Locked On Magic every day, every day, every day, uh, every day. That's that's when we are. Um Remember, there's a lot of great Locked On podcasts out there, including our friends at Locked On Lightning, recapping the Stanley Cup Final. Check it out wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Lock Arcade 1UP. Locked On Magic is partnering with Arcade 1UP to give away three free NBA GM machines. That's right, three. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade1up.com slash locked on for your chance to win one. The Orlando Magic are a blank slate right now. Um, That's just kind of where we have to start with things. You have an idea of what kind of team the Magic want to be and the kind of philosophies that uh, this team tends to embody. Um, that is, no doubt, we jot it during the draft process. We comment on it. Like their length. The guys who are versatile positionally. And the Magic have talked about kind of having high IQ players and, and bringing in the right people, but the joke is there. The Orlando Magic like to draft length. They like to draft guys who can play multiple positions because they are bigger than everyone else. And as uh, our friend David Locke from Locked On Jazz pointed out, through the first like 20 picks of this draft, only one player, six foot four or smaller, was drafted. That was Jaden Ivey. This was a draft all about that positional versatility, all about that size. And, and if you want to really just kind of pin down, and maybe we 
completely overlooked this or didn't value the right things when we were evaluating things or, or dismissed this too far out, out of hand, Paolo Bancaro is a small forward in a center's body. As, as some people have noted, he's six foot 10, 250 pounds, or listed six foot 10, 250 pounds at Duke. That is as tall and heavier than Dwight Howard was coming out of South uh, West Atlanta Christian Academy. There should have been a lot more alarm bells going off that, hey, Paolo Bancaro is a guy who plays like a smaller player in a big man's body. I know I, know I personally um, chafed when people would, would compare him to Julius Randle and to other kind of low post bigs. I think there's someone that said like a Gen Z Blake Griffin. I think that was what Kevin O'Connor called him. He is not that. I never bought that for a second. This guy, yes, he can get you on the low post, and, and, and maybe you could say Detroit Pistons, Blake Griffin, who was really good before his injuries. Um, I always felt like Paolo Bancaro was a wing first and foremost, and I think the Magic will treat him as a wing. This idea of length and positional versatility is, is just so embedded in everything Orlando is trying to do. You look at all their guards, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, you can play all of them together. We talked about three guard lineups throughout the course of the season. You could talk, you could look at the Magic's bigs, Wendell Carter, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okiki. We expect the Magic to play all three at the same time, or three of those at the same time, if not sometimes four. The lineup possibilities are scary. But this is not just some guiding philosophy. I mean, sure, you cannot teach length. Uh, my, my, my dad always told me you can't teach size. You're either big or you're not. Uh, unfortunately, I was taller than everyone and then I stopped growing, so I never learned the guard skills I needed to survive in basketball. If you ever play me in pickup, I play center. Just that, That's just how it's got to be. Um, this is not just a philosophical thing. This is the way the league is going. This is the way the league is developing. They want players who switch, who can guard on the perimeter just as well as in the post. And it doesn't matter what your height is anymore. Obviously, the taller, the longer you are, the easier it is you're going to fit into this identity and this idea. Our two finals teams are great examples of this, but more importantly, our two Eastern Conference finals teams are great examples of this. No team in the league switched more defensively than the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics. And just look at how the Magic performed against both of those teams this year. A 92-79 kind of embarrassing loss to the Celtics at home in early November. Um, obviously giving up the 50-point game to Jalen Brown where the offense just went completely cold and the defense was unable to figure things out heading into overtime. Um, the Miami Heat really trounced the Magic uh, in the games that they were both at full strength. Obviously, the Magic picked up a win uh, when Miami was... Resting guys, and Orlando is resting guys, but we'll, we'll, we'll take any wins we can get over the heat wherever we can get them. Um, those two teams just were dominant defensively because they could just switch everything. Teams like to use screens. Teams like to use dribble handoffs as ways to spring guys free, to create space, to create indecision. But those two teams are so tied on a string that they just switch those actions. And you don't get the advantage you think you're going to get. Now, what now the way the Golden State Warriors eventually beat the Boston Celtics is they got those switches. Steph Curry got Al Horford, and Steph Curry is such a sublime player that 
it was game over. Once once Golden State figured out how to manipulate for the matchups they wanted, um, they were able to kind of take control of that series. And, and there is obvious limit to switching. You can get beat by slips. You can get by teams that are catching you in that moment of indecision. That's what it's all about. That's what all, that's really all it's about. Is creating moments of indecision for the defense that you press and you take advantage. This Magic team didn't really have guys that created that 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 could press those moments of indecision. Cole Anthony, as good as he can be, a little slow sometimes on the on the catcher, a little slow sometimes, are able to be kind of bodied off a spot so that the defense can recover and make the switch and kind of bottle him up. Markel Fultz is pretty good at this. Markel Fultz is pretty good at analyzing a matchup and figuring out the best way to attack it. Um, and so again, you look at Markel Fultz, you look at Franz Wagner, who's really good at kind of keeping players on his hip as he drives the lane, as he as he probes the defense, kind of controlling his speed. Um, Paolo Bancaro very much can do this too. So the Magic are more equipped with offensive weapons this year than they were last year to handle this kind of defense. But this is clearly the direction the league is going. You watch the Boston Celtics throughout the playoffs. The top defense in the entire league last year, I think 106.2 uh, points per round of sessions. The top defense in the playoffs, a team that made the finals, top defense in the playoffs, 106.7 points allowed per round of sessions, I believe. Um, they utilize this switching defense. And you just have to look at their personnel to understand why. They have Al Horford, who's... Even at his age, able to defend on the perimeter, keep guys in front of him, keep guys from getting in the paint and creating havoc. They have Robert Williams, who is honestly kind of the modern defensive center in this league right now. His ability to to guard anyone, to guard the rim, to recover, it's, it's incredible. They have Marcus Smart, who is the toughest dude in the world. Uh, one of the toughest dudes in the NBA for sure, who can ably guard post players at his size. This is not to say that the Magic are going to adopt a switching defense like the Boston Celtics. This is a copycat league. There will be principles that were ta- are taken from Ime Yudoka's defensive scheme that the Magic and the rest of the league will use. This is to say the Magic are building a team that very much feels like the Boston Celtics. That very much feels like a team that can switch one through five if necessary, if that's the strategy they want to employ. Whether it's Wendell Carter, who can get out on the perimeter a little bit, Franz Wagner, Jumo Kiki, Jonathan Isaac, Paolo Bancaro, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, a really good defender. Let's not lose sight on how good of a defender Jalen Suggs was in his rookie year. The Magic are building this formula to be like the Celtics, to be like that team, to have that switchability, to have that versatility. And we obviously saw how successful it could be. Now, obviously, the offensive piece is a big part. And honestly, the reason why the Celtics ended up losing in the finals was very clearly their lack of precision offensively. A lot's being made in the week in the weeks since uh, the finals ended about Jason Tatum having 100 total turnovers. I, I don't think those are all his fault. I don't think he should necessarily be raped completely over the coals over that. But Boston would admit their weaknesses in the playoff series were their turnovers and their pension for relying on isolation basketball and on not not trusting the pass and not getting into into their into their into any type of offense beyond isolations or anything like that. This though is the model. Golden State does it too. They have Draymond Green who can switch on anybody. They have you know they have to hide Steph Curry a little bit, but Andrew Wiggins found value by being an ace defender. 
Andre Iguodala is, you know, even at, you know, maybe not to the extent he was a few years ago, but uh, was a fantastic defender to unlock that team. Yes, offense is vitally important, and 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 the Magic certainly, as free agency approaches here, have to be focused on the offensive end. Offense is still really, really important, but it's also about defense. Defense still wins in this league. Defense still carries a lot of weight. And the Magic are building a defense to fit the modern times. I want to talk about another team, the Toronto Raptors, and why their culture is still one the Magic are trying to model, as is their development program. We're going to get into them and the lessons we can learn from their playoffs in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our pals at Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. And Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. True Radiance starts on your plate. They're made with high-quality organic ingredients. Sakara's plant-rich transformational nutrition programs are expertly designed to deliver real results from reduced bloat and ease digestion to clear skin and boosted energy and moods. Looking and feeling your best shouldn't mean deprivation. Instead, choose joy and abundance. Sakara's organic plant-rich transformational nutrition programs are designed to help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and experience the results you want. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. Sakara's functional plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in. From their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs, Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash lockdown20 or enter code lockdown20 at checkout. That's sakara, S A K A R A dot com slash lockdown20 to get 20% off your first order. Again, that's sakara.com slash lockdown20. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed. 
Another team that, that I think we've had our eyes on and a team that we thought a lot about um, is the team that Jeff Weltman came to Orlando from, our, our friends, the Toronto Raptors. Um, you know, I, I think Toronto would say on one hand they didn't have the season that they imagined they would have. Um, there are some injuries throughout the year, whether it's to Fred Van Vliet, whether it's to Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi was out for a little while. Um they didn't quite mesh the way that they that everyone thought they would. Gary Trent Jr. went through a prolonged slump throughout the course of the year. Um, it, it wasn't a typical Toronto Raptors year, yet they finished as the five seed. They had a ter- they had a torrid run to end the season once they got healthy. The Toronto Raptors are alive and well. And you know, while the Boston Celtics, you know, certainly have star power in both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, um, they are a group that is kind of well and above uh, a lot of teams talent-wise and perhaps have underperformed based on the talent and the, and the opportunities that Boston has had over the last uh, five, six years. Toronto continues to just outperform things. Uh, and it's a credit to both the drafting philosophy that Masai Ujiri has, and certainly Jeff Weltman has brought some of that with him from Toronto when he arrived, um, but it's also a credit to the culture that they built, the consistency that they, that they built. Nick Nurse has obviously been with that team for a very, very long time. Not just, um, not just from becoming the head coach and winning a championship, but he's built a lot of trust with that group. Um, and, and again, I know there, are, I know there's plenty of things to criticize about Nick Nurse and his coaching, um, but by the same token, too, that team has really built a solid culture, and, and that culture is honestly the envy, I think, of the rest of the league. I have this debate with a lot of people all the time. Would you rather be the team that? goes to the conference finals every year, but never wins a championship, or be the team that wins one title and then never makes the playoffs or never gets out of the first round again. It's 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 a difficult thing. You know, obviously for teams that haven't won championships, championships are really, really important. And obviously that's what everyone's striving for. So maybe it's an unfair thing to ask, but I do think there is value and 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 a good recognition of success, especially for small market teams that maybe don't have the money to throw around, that maybe don't have the ability to retain their stars as easily. There is something to what a team like Toronto has accomplished, what teams like Indiana and San Antonio have been in the past, what Portland has been. Teams that are constantly, to Utah even, teams that are constantly in the hunt have players that people, that fans really like and fans can really get behind that stay relevant and in the playoffs that draft well to keep themselves afloat. Obviously Portland's kind of fallen, fell off a little bit last year. San Antonio fell off a little bit last year. Indiana's kind of gone through their first big rebuild in a long, long time, but generally keep themselves in the hunt because of smart drafting, a clear philosophy and a clear culture. Obviously the Orlando, the Toronto Raptors have that. And it, it is a tremendous credit to what the Toronto Raptors have built and what the and who the Toronto Raptors are that they are able to come back over and over and over and over again through so many injuries, through missing out on a center, to be frank. No offense to our guy, Ken Birch. Chris Boucher didn't really work out. The Toronto Raptors were really struggling at the center position all year long, um, and that was a huge, huge loss for them. Obviously, two years ago, they're coming off the year where they spent the whole year in Tampa, which didn't really work out. Uh, which couldn't work out for anyone, to be perfectly honest. Um, not because it's Tampa. We love you, Tampa. Not really, but we love you. Um, but the Raptors, the Raptors just keep 
finding ways to be relevant, to surprise the East, to find their way. Now, obviously, they still got to get out of the first round again. They got to find things out. And Pascal Siakam had some struggles this year, really found himself by the end of the season and, and was back to being the Pascal Siakam that everyone knew from the finals and predicted would be able to keep this team afloat after Kawhi Leonard bolted following their championship season in 2019. Um, this Raptors team, though, is built very much like how the Magic want to build. They've got switchy positional players like Pascal Siakam, like uh, like OG Ananobi. Obviously, there's reports about OG Ananobi being de- you know being involved in trade rumors right now, but for now, they have those guys. Gary Trent and Fred VanVleet are tough defenders. They may not have the positional size you like, but they are tough defenders. And the Raptors just play their style. They are unapologetic about who they are, and they find success with it. If this isn't the ideal, if this isn't what the Magic are ultimately aiming for, and obviously they want to win championships, but if this is not what the Magic are aiming for, I don't know what is. This is a copycat league. And so I bring up all these playoff lessons. I'm I'm coming back to it now that the season's over. Uh, I come back to this to kind of begin to think about, okay, this Magic team has a blank slate. This Magic team is completely new still. We have ideas and, 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 and thoughts about what their offense and defense want to look like, the kind of players that this front office values, but this team is still establishing its culture. It's still establishing who it wants to be. And so I look to these teams like Boston, like Toronto, and, and see what they've done, and obviously the Magic want to take elements of that, but the Magic have to forge their identity. And like I said yesterday, this season, and I think maybe we'll draw this point out again tomorrow, but... This season is about beginning to connect some of those dots. It's about understanding which of the players on this magic on this young magic team are worth keeping around, which ones no longer fit the vision, and beginning to execute that vision. Because that's who this team wants to be for the next decade. You got Franz Wagner for at least seven years, seven more years. You got Paolo Bancaro hopefully for the next eight. This is our team. This is who the Magic are trying to build. This is what the Magic are trying to build. They're trying to be like the Toronto Raptors with Pascal Siakam and and OG Ananobi. They're trying to be the Boston Celtics with their switching and everything else. They're trying to be that. They're trying to build that. And obviously, they still have a lot of work to do to do do that. But there's a lot to learn. And we keep seeing it in how they're successful over and over and over again. How to build that. Obviously, there is a lot of work to do, as I said, and free agency will be a big part of it. The New York Knicks and the Detroit Pistons made a big deal in the NBA that kind of got the free agent wheel spinning a little bit. We're going to talk about what they did and how it affects the Magic in several ways, including how the Magic can do it themselves. We'll get to that coming up here in just a But first... BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including MLB plus NBA futures, including this one. I was was checking out BetOnline.net today. You can now get Paolo Bancaro over under 17.5 points per game at minus 115 on each. That seems pretty good. So minus 115, that means uh, if you bet 115, it takes $115 to win 100. So that is... I can't do the math. I can't do the fractional math in my head, but minus 115 over under 17 and a half points per game for Paolo Bancaro. You can get Paolo Bancaro over under six and a half rebounds per game. I am I'm hitting that over on that one. And 
that over under on the points seems about right. But I, I, I'm probably hit. I know Paolo isn't necessarily known as the greatest rebounder in the world, but I would hit that over on that rebound. So I think he's going to have a really big year on that front. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fast and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the big news coming from the NBA is the free agency gun hasn't gone off. Obviously, Thursday Thursday at 6 p.m. is when teams can begin negotiating contracts. I will be going live on our YouTube page at 5.45 p.m. to begin talking about the Orlando Magic. Free agency, we'll talk as things come down. Um, we'll, we'll kind of break things down, what they mean for the Magic. I'll answer your Magic questions. So remember, check that out Thursday at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that's when we'll that's when we'll be live on the Locked On Magic YouTube page. Um, but the big deal that came down on Tuesday involved the New York Knicks, essentially just salary dumping some players so they could get to about thirty million dollars in cap room, which they are expected to use to sign Jalen Brunson of the Dallas Mavericks. That part's not important. The Magic weren't going after Jalen Brunson. The Magic have roughly twenty eight to twenty nine million dollars of cap room, so they could have if they wanted to. Um, if Jalen Brunson wanted to, but it seems like the Knicks have their heart set on Jalen Brunson. Certainly, this kind of a deal would suggest that they think they've got him in the bag, um, considering his dad works for the team. His former agent is now their general manager. Um, you do the math. I don't. You know that, that may mean nothing. That may mean something. That may not mean anything. Uh, but the deal that the New York Knicks and Detroit Pistons uh, made to get this done is really kind of indicative of how the Magic are going to make deals um, this offseason. Um, and, and and I think it's really important to break this down. I did this a few years ago on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I want to break it down here for you here. The Detroit Pistons were one of like five teams in the NBA that have cap room this offseason or have significant cap room this offseason. The Magic, the Pistons, the Pacers, the Spurs are the four that I know of. Now the Knicks do as well. But, um, but essentially, the Pistons... They've been rumored to be going after DeAndre Ayton after their draft and picking Jalen Duran. It did not seem like that that was something that they were going after. Um, they were rumored to go after Miles Bridges. There's been a lot of talk about that. Now it appears that that he doesn't really have a market for himself, so he may be heading back to Charlotte. Detroit seemed like a really good candidate with a young roster, some money to throw around, that they could be aiming to get good really, really fast. And they would throw money... At, a, at one of these restricted free agents, at one of the big-time free agents, and try and get them to come to Detroit. Obviously, New York is the one that's going big fish hunting here, going after Jalen Brunson. 
So what happened in this deal? The Detroit Pistons acquired Nerland Stowell and Wayne Ellen, or not Wayne Ellington, and Alec Burks, absorbing them essentially into their cap room, along with two future second round picks for their trouble to make this deal happen so that the Knicks could essentially just dump salary and open up the cap space to go after Jalen Brunson this offseason. This is called renting your cap space. Essentially what you do is when a team needs to create some room under the cap, they go to teams that have extra cap space, say, hey, can we trade you this? Just give us a top five, top 55 protected second. Can we trade you this into your cap room? We'll give you some picks for your trouble. And that is that. I really like this deal for Detroit. Derlin's Noel and Alec Burks are good veteran players. Alec Burks, you know, certainly not the shooter that I think he's been advertised and he's, he's t- certainly taken some steps back. But a really solid veteran to bring for a young team. I like Nerlens Noel as a veteran too. Um, playing alongside Isaiah Stewart, playing alongside, maybe not alongside Jalen Duran because of the lack of offense, but um, I, I like that fit. Honestly, I saw that package and I thought to myself, why didn't the Magic try and get in on this? Why didn't the Magic make this move? Or why didn't the Magic play a part in this to, to get, you know, again, Nerlens Noel would be a great backup center who could start when they need him to. He could play alongside Wendell Carter. Alec Burks would give the team some much-needed wing shooting. I, I would have loved to have both of those guys on the Magic. Maybe the Magic have something else planned. Maybe the Magic want to preserve that cap room. Maybe they are getting ready to sign someone big. I've seen some fans suggest the Magic go after Anthony Simons, which, not a terrible idea, but I, I think the money would be too much. Um, and, and, and again, I think Jeff Waltman's made it very, very clear he wants to keep a path open for his young players to play. You bring in Anthony Simons, all of a sudden Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony are getting pinched for minutes. Um, and and I, I don't think that's necessarily productive for this team. Although I do think Terrence Ross would be very, very effective in or in Portland. Uh, the Magic do not need to do a sign-in trade to acquire a player. Um, and certainly uh, being hard-capped wouldn't be the worst thing in the world this year, but I don't think they need to need to broach that, broach that subject. Um, this is essentially, though, how the Magic are going to act. Um, you know, barring something crazy, and I don't think the Magic can be super aggressive as far as players they bring in. I think they're going to kind of work on the edges, work to add a veteran. Obviously, backup center is like my big, big thing this offseason. Um, they're going to work along the edges to solidify this roster and give this young group the chance to figure themselves out. That's, again, what this season is all about. So I don't anticipate them making a big, splashy move. They're not going after Miles Bridges. Zach Levine's probably off the table. They're not going after DeAndre Ayton. I know there's been some odds of putting DeAndre Ayton pretty favorably. You know, the, the, the Magic are one of the favorites to get him, but that's only because they're one of the few teams with money. They're not getting DeAndre Ayton. Doing that would make it hard to play Paolo Bancaro and, and Franz Wagner together. Wendell Carter would suddenly be a bench player. Um, it's it, The Magic are likely to rent that cap space out. Um, I don't know when that deal would happen. This would have been a good opportunity. Um, if the t- Whichever team is going after Miles Bridges... Um, again, there's restricted free agency, so that makes it a little trickier. Um, but Orlando certainly will be a team that teams will go to as they're trying to make deals to say, hey, we have some extra salary. There's a player that nobody wants. Will you take them? We'll give you a first. We'll give you a second to make that happen. Again, two seconds probably wasn't enough payment for the Magic, although I think the players themselves would have been enough. Um, that's how this works. Before we close shop, just one thing to keep on the horizon as we get to Wednesday. Wednesday, I believe, is the deadline for the Magic to extend the qualifying offer to Mobamba. 
This is something in the past that they have reported publicly, that they have announced publicly. Um, so if the Magic are going to retain restricted free agency rights, they do have to tender that qualifying offer to Mo Bamba. I believe Wednesday is the deadline to do so. Uh, at, at this point, we do not have any knowledge that they've done that. So there will be a bit of news to uh, to be on the watch for Wednesday as the Magic prepare for free agency to start on Thursday. That's all I'm going to keep on the horizon for now, but I just want to make that known uh, known, uh, and put that on everyone's radar. Uh, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places that are on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at o. Magic Daily. Don't forget to check out our live show on Thursday at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. We will talk all things free agency, all things magic. Bring your magic questions. I will answer them live. We'll talk about the possibilities with this roster, where the magic go this offseason as we get ready for free agency to begin and uh, go through like the first 30 to 45 minutes of the free agency period. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast for the latest on the NBA. I'm sure they will talk all about this Detroit Pistons, New York Knicks trade, and the, J- and the impending Jalen Brunson arrival in New York on the Locked On NBA podcast. You could, you could subscribe and get that wherever you download podcasts. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.